Hey everyone, it's producer Sasha again. This is part two of the Murder is Wild crossover. Didn't want to confuse anyone by reusing the intro, but you've got uh, Nature is Wild, X Murder Blows. It's a fantastic podcast, part two, about animals that have killed a bunch of humans. And maybe why. Cue that intro music. ready for Gustavo? Yes. All right. Um, this was hands down my favorite story of the article. I actually went and like read a bunch of articles about him. I think I'm going to get a tattoo of him. No, I'm just kidding. Um, that mm-hmm. was really, really dark. No. Um, let's see. So there. Uh, God, I really hate the way these articles are written. I'm right? so sorry. I'm over but it. It just says. Like, oh, I hate one-word sentences unless it's, like, in a in a Hunter S. Thompson novel. It just says, Burundi. That's a sentence. Um, okay. What word? Burundi. What? It's a somewhere, it's a country somewhere along the Nile, Nile River. Okay. But it doesn't say, like, I, I don't want to assume where Burundi is to sound like an idiot. So, just Google where Burundi, Burundi, however you pronounce it. Um, so Gustav was born roughly 66 years ago, somewhere along the Nile River. Uh, most of the other crocodiles of Gustav's generation were hunted down by poachers, but Gustav, um, didn't fuck with that noise. Um, God, I, oh my goodness. I know I write like kind of aggressively and like filled with profanity, but this is excessive. Um, they noted that I don't. They noted that like Gustav had, he was like missing an eye or had some kind of scar from being shot in the face. Um, He was also, okay, this is, yeah, they're not accurate on this either, uh, quite. So I guess a normal Nile crocodile is about uh, 13 to 14 feet long, which is like approximately like uh, two and a half violets. Um, (laughs) But uh, Gustav is believed to be over 20 according to this article but i read he was like 26 feet long uh and he weighs around 2000 pounds and he has uh been believed to eat as many as 300 people so i guess a lot of uh crocodiles in that area really like to eat whales and buffalo if this yeah cape buffalo zebras my God, I almost said cartoon pirates out loud. Jesus, fuck. Um, but Gustav really liked the taste of human flesh. Um, apparently, it tastes like pork uh, from research that I've done uh, on, you know, what Hannibal eats. So just maybe that's why. Um, gosh. This article is so hard. I should have just went with my gut went with my gut um so okay he has killed like approximately like 300 people and according to i think it was wikipedia he's probably still alive but the last time he uh surfaced and killed someone was in 2008 um a lot of people think he's like a literal paranormal monster he's been like hunted down shot at and like no one can kill this 26 foot alligator that weighs or crocodile sorry that weighs uh 2000 pounds um let's see oh and that's all the article says on him sorry everybody i thought that would be more dramatic he just eats the shit out of people he's so cool <laughs> hi everyone producer spreadsheet sasha here uh gustav has reappeared since 2008 uh, really the last confirmed sighting was 2015 and uh, a resident of the country that we can't pronounce said that they saw Gustav pop out of the water 
and drag an adult bull buffalo into the water from the riverbank. Okay, how old is this motherfucker at this point? So they, so crocodiles are like the last living dinosaur. Yeah. And, so forever. But what? How old is he? <laughs> he's over. He's probably pushing seventy. When was this I'm article sure the published? nature's wild friends can tell us all about how long crocodiles <clears throat> live. Bye. Have fun. Thanks, mom. <laughs> so, crocodiles are like goldfish in that they will continue to grow and age as long as there's food. So, um, yeah. So, you know, Gustav. Yes, he is over 25 feet long. That cracked article was incorrect. Um, but, so, I guess I'm going to start with crocodile skin and the whole, like, Gustav has been shot with guns and hasn't died and blah, blah, blah. Um, that makes some sense. As crocodiles grow, their skin thickens. Um, the tough hide on the top of their body consists of horny scales embedded in bony plates. It is likely a full-grown crocodile could survive getting shot by a small-caliber handgun. So, you know, Gustav getting shot a few times seems likely. Um, but one thing I wanted to talk about was their bite. They have the most powerful bites in the animal world at 3,700 pounds per square inch. A human's bite is only 200 pounds per square inch. So, that's crazy. Um, but however, the force is simply downward force and there's not a lot of force to open their mouths, which is why you see animal handlers, um, hold crocodiles mouths closed with their hands. Cause while a crocodile can bite down really hard, they can't really open their mouths. I thought that was, that is weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard for them to do so. Um, they don't chew and they eat by ripping and tearing flesh and swallowing it whole. Recently, it was discovered that crocodiles have a second jaw joint, and this joint distributes pressure so the jaw does not twist or lose grip as they're doing their, like, eating and stuff. Now, you might have just said this, and I apologize, but are crocodiles the ones that will clamp and then, like, rotate? Yeah. Or an mean, alligator? Both of them. Okay. Crocodilians okay, do. So alligators are part of the crocodilian family, along with caimans and crocodiles. Ooh. I love them. I love them. I want to be part of the crocodilian family. Um, are I mean the reptilians are around? You know they control the government. Yeah, but the crocodilians <laughs> <laughs> that's for you, Cody. They can initiate you. That's hilarious. So I do have theories as to why Gustav. Because I was reading the articles, and Violet, correct me if I'm wrong, but weren't they saying that Gustav would just? pop out of the water and kill people and then go back in the water like nothing. Yeah. Literally like it was not a big affair. He was just like, yeah, you're you're dead. But okay, I mean, so I have the crocodile see from like forever away even under the water like their little eyes like poke up and they're just like, "Oh, hell yeah. I'll go eat that." <laughs> yeah. Oh, hell yeah. So, yeah. um Gustav is a man-eater, but Nile crocodiles in general are. They, in fact, uh, it is estimated 200 people die each year because of Nile crocodiles. Uh, crocodiles are opportunistic hunters, which means they're pretty indiscriminate over what they will eat and will kill automatically. They will, sorry, they will kill anything they can, <laughs> which automatically puts any human in the way of a hungry crocodile in danger. So, they're indiscriminate. And then the other thing is, is that crocodiles will bite when surprised or disturbed. And then the other factor that I think is going on here is there's a myth that crocodiles um, hide their prey underneath logs in the water. And this myth isn't true. It's actually just that crocodiles will just partially eat things and then let it float down the river. That's just what they do. So I think these three factors combined kind of led up to the idea that Gustav is this kind of indiscriminate killer who just kills humans for fun. I think the combination of him being opportunistic, probably intruding on territory. I mean, this is a 26 foot long fucking dinosaur. Like he probably has a pretty big habitat and territory in his head. And then I also think you know, he probably just left these people partially eaten, and because of the way myths and urban legends grow, the idea that this 
crocodile just kills people for funsies grew to be. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. But yeah, so I think Gustav, a killer, did he do all the things that they claim he did? Probably not. At this point, it just feels like he's probably become very embellished and more of a cryptid than an actual creature. Yeah, I think so. I mean, my biggest theory here is probably just habitat um, intrusiveness. Intruding on habitat. I speak English. Wow, I wonder why we've heard that one before. Yeah, so that's what I have about crocodiles. Gustav is cool. What were your theories about Gustav? Oh, just kind of what Zeke said that, like, <laughs> I was wondering if, like, maybe, I mean, 26 feet, I mean, possibly even bigger. It's just huge for a crocodile. I mean, for an animal, period. And I feel like the idea of him, I mean, like you said, they're like living dinosaurs. And I guess it wasn't so much as a theory, but like, I could totally see that idea of like, him being like very like Loch Ness like cryptid type. I think yeah, that, yeah. for sure. I just think regular crocodile behaviors have contributed to what is now a myth in a way. Absolutely, yeah. Well, and I think because something about the ocean. I mean, I know they're like, are they predominantly like saltwater creatures? Um, crocodiles go in both salt and freshwater, but Nile okay. crocodiles are pretty pretty uh isolated to the nile river yeah um well i mean anything in water i feel like is super foreign to us even now i mean i feel like the ocean is one place where we're still discovering new species of everything so i mean maybe he's just like not i don't know maybe he's older than even you know normal people know you know they're estimating that he's like around the 65 to 70 range like what if he's so much older and just badass and tough does that make sense i what guess if there's multiple theory, but... I mean, yeah, yeah. No. what if there's multiple crocodiles that just happen to look similar that too <laughs> i feel like I mean, um, <laughs> well i mean maybe that's what i believe about sasquatch yeah <laughs> i mean, I mean that... out here Legitimately, I do think Sasquatch is like if if he's still alive. I think that there's like at least like five or six of them, even though we've only ever seen one in the whole. Yeah, world. it's a species, not a singular creature like yeah. the Jersey Devil or something would be in terms yeah. of cryptid mythology. Exactly. Yeah. So that's how I kind of feel about Gustav. Is like maybe he's just like kind of a a different breed of crocodile if that makes sense kind of like bears i mean we're discovering uh new species all the time i mean um i know someone that is currently doing their um thesis for their master's program on a new spider that was recently discovered that Ew. Uh, they're they're trying to determine whether it's a new a completely new species or just a subspecies of something See, so there's and that was pretty recent, so there's things being discovered all the time. That's my theory about a one-eyed ghoul, ghoul stuff. Ooh, for Halloween month. Ghoul. Ghoul <laughs> oh wow. Okay. And okay, so let's talk about let's talk about the Nigerian killer snake. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, or a cobra. No, oh, Janelle, yeah. did you do Janelle? Did you do snakes? Yes. Okay, I was like snakes. I don't remember snakes. <laughs> I got elephants and orcas here. You want an elephant or an orca? Those are next. I'm gonna save the orca for last because I feel like you have the most on that. You know have, the most. I have a ton on orcas. <laughs> Love it. Okay, so this is the Nigerian killer snake. Uh, listen, I veered from the cracked. Uh, article I, I can't do it anymore so this is from mysteriousuniverse.org honestly this was written by a doctor supposedly so I trust it more also it's a full sentence so we love her um, in northern Nigeria in Bernin Kudu okay, the capital of the northern state of Kebi 
uh, a murderous cobra killed at least 16 people over a 10-day period in 1999. So, obviously, Janelle's going to go into this more, but uh, snakes generally strike in defense or to paralyze prey. Uh, the culprit in this case seems to have no such motive, uh, as all the attacks were completely unprovoked. The cobra is said to have acti- actively sought out people to bite before disappearing, only to reappear later to strike again. It was reported that the snake uh, attacked its victims one f- after another, uh, just like kind of hiding in the grass and darting around, and it sometimes would give chase or like chase the people down who were t- attempting to run. It's a highly unusual behavior. Um, even snakes that are notoriously deadly uh, as a cobra typically do not go out of their way to actively hunt down and pursue humans uh, just to bite for the sake of it. And then it goes on to ask what caused it. But I feel like Janelle's going to talk about that. Uh, let's see. Yeah, then they go on into our present theory. But, so this snake, this snake was, like, derping around tall grass, saw a leg, went up, bit it. Somebody would run or fall, and he would, like, kind of give him a second, do a little dance, and then he would strike again. Have you ever watched a nature documentary and see a cobra, like, run, essentially? It's, it like, spiders are whatever they're creepy but this is like the creepiest thing to me is watching a snake move quickly with its head up ew that's all coming that's all i have yeah oh boy he's slithering slithering he was busy not 10 people 10 days sorry 16 people oh my god that's so much more than 10 he's vindictive oh it's a sassy snake if I ever heard of one. Murder in his heart. All right, Zeke, tell us about him. I ain't telling you anything about snakes. Oh, sorry, Janelle. <laughs> tell us about him. <laughs> I ain't telling you anything about snakes. First of all, I think snakes are so cute. I'm going to start off with that. I do know Cobras. a cute snake. But it's very small. And his name is, or her name is Rook. <laughs> and oh it's God, not a cobra. So <laughs> I'm going to put this out here. Cobras have the most adorable faces out of a lot of snakes. Cobras have really cute faces. And king cobras specifically have distinct facial shapes and like patterns of scales. I just think they're really cute. Have you seen like what a little cobra looks like? They're super cute. Mm, I think okay. they're. <laughs> Would you say, Janelle? I just said, yeah. Yeah, it's like, I think cobras are super cute, even though they give me the willies. I'm just Googling baby cobra face. The adults have cute faces, too. (laughs) The adults have faces. Um, so, the Mysterious Universe article is the one I looked at, and I took a small issue with it, in that they did not specify what kind of fucking cobra. Yeah, there's like eight, right? There are three kinds found in Nigeria, and none of the ones found in Nigeria are the ones that were pictured. The fucking cobra pictured was a king cobra, and king cobras are not found in Nigeria. (laughs) Yes. So I was just like, what are you doing to me, article? So I just went with the Egyptian cobra. Okay. I I also covered a little bit about... Uh, the black neck spitting cobra because I just thought that sounded interesting. But um, so the Egyptian cobra is also known as the asp, and that may sound familiar to you because it is believed that is what C- Queen Cleopatra used to commit suicide. Um, mm. Yeah, they can grow up to ten feet in length and weigh up to twenty pounds, and is the second largest cobra species found in Africa. Twenty pounds. Yeah, twenty pounds of snake. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, it is one of the most deadly snakes in Africa. Uh, its venom can kill an adult elephant in three hours. Its Good neurotoxin, Lord. yeah. <laughs> its neurotoxin venom destroys nerves and tissues. It causes paralysis, which will eventually lead to death due to respiratory failure. The venom can also cause local pain, blistering, swelling, nausea, dizziness, headaches vomiting, diarrhea, and convulsions, among other things. Mm. Yeah. Um, They are typically docile creatures and less threatened. 
Um, however, they are listed as one of the more aggressive snake species because they are very temperamental. And it is my theory that in the case of this snake, we were people were probably intruding on its territory because they can be <laughs> territorial. Stay out of the habitats. Stay out of them. And if it were a king cobra, it would make even more sense because king cobras are the only snake species that build nests for their eggs and guard them. And they're very territorial over their, uh, mm. their nests, but it's yeah. not a king cobra. So I don't know. I just think it was a territorial snake, but 16 I, people. Yeah. 16 people. I mean, it just gets into, I think as human populations grow and we get in closer quarters with these wild animals, they're going to behave differently than they might typically behave. Mm -hmm. So while they're saying that these attacks were unprovoked, were they really like, or did that snake really truly honestly feel threatened on its territory? Probably it felt threatened. Um, but I do want to use this opportunity to talk about spitting cobras. Ooh. So, this is going to sound weird. I didn't think spitting cobras were a real thing. Do they spit? Like, for real? Yes! Uh, yes, they actually spit. They spit a cytotoxin, which causes pain, swelling, blistering, and possibly tissue damage. There are some neurotoxin symptoms uh, recorded, but spitting cobras are basically professional marksmen aiming for your eyes. Shit! Yes! Fucking horrible. They I don't know. play! A study conducted in 2005 shows that spitting cobras can hit a moving target in the eyes 80 to 100% of the time. That's pretty high odds. Yeah. And there were like a few other studies conducted. Like one said that um, they concluded that spitting cobras just spit indiscriminately, <laughs> that they don't <laughs> aim. But to me, 80 to 100% of the time hitting eyes? That sounds like they're aiming at something. That's really impressive. They're, yeah. they're, they're Mongolian death worms. Oh my god. What? The Mongolian death worms. You've never heard of that cryptid? No. They're uh, worms in the desert that spit acid. Are you gonna make me Google? Oh my god, I've Googled so much. My FBI agent's like, can you just take a break for a second? <laughs> What'd you call it? Mongolian death worm. Come on, Google. Just read my mind. Okay, sorry. I want to know. Ew. Ew. It's okay. There are... Uh... There's no evidence that... Well, there's, there's only stores that they exist. There's never been any physical evidence. I'm deceased. I hate this. Oh, it's in, like, every movie. They're tubular. They're not tubular. <laughs> they are, but they're, they're not literally cool, tubes. Dude. They are literally tubes. Ew, I hate They're them. not like chill bros or anything. They're, they're literally tubes is what I meant. Oh my god. Worms are not my thing. Okay. Sick. Literally. I'm sick. Um... <laughs> Kind of deceased, you're like, I'm nauseous. I'm nauseous. Violet, do you? I have two more. Do you want to read any more? I can't. I'm not opposed to it. I am down to do the orca and then, yeah, I, I'll, I'll do the orca. Okay. Is that, is, is he an orca? She, he, he confirmed he <laughs> is confirmed. an orca. Um, uh, well, Let's Go do the ahead. elephant. We'll get it out of the way and save the okay. best for last. I say that, but this is a really crazy story. Can you yeah. hear my stomach? <laughs> oh my god, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. I felt like it went on for hours. Okay, we're going to talk about the rogue elephant of Aberdare Forest. If you don't sweat it, they don't know that you can't say it. Okay. Uh, during the early 20th century, several villages in the Aberdare Forest or Aberdare area of British East Africa. East Africa is lit, guys. <laughs> That's where all of these are from. <laughs> Good lord. Uh, so 
they're terrorized by a rampaging African bush elephant bull. Are you gonna? Is someone gonna tell us why they throw bull in there? Because they're boy elephants. They've got penises. They're sexually mature male elephants. So they call them a bull. Yeah, they're called bulls. Oh, you heard um, it first. Maybe yeah. not. <laughs> and the babies are called calves, like baby calves. Baby calves. Okay. All right. African bush elephant bull. Y- yeah. Uh, for months, the elephant smashed through villages with uh, impunity and devastating crops, damages property, and making one confirmed human kill. Uh, it is believed, though, that he's made more kills. So back to the cracked podcast, which I will not crack podcast, cracked uh, article. It said that the elephant stepped on the human, and then, like, used its trunk to basically shred it apart. Which seems aggressive, but I wasn't there. Um, it seemed to actively seek out and attack human beings and was so cunning and evasive that it never attacked the same village twice. So much like our friend, uh, the Nigerian killer snake, it... Knew what it was super smart. Like, he's just bouncing around different villages and being patient. Um, not having a- as high as body count as some of the other creatures mentioned on this Lee's list is not uh, from a lack of trying on the elephant's part. Okay, didn't need to read that. After attacking two villagers and killing one by ripping his arms from his torso and pulverizing his body, the elephant made several more unsuccessful attempts to kill humans. Besides the confirmed kill, many more people were uh, grievously injured and maimed by the murderous beast. Uh, It's believed that the elephant likely killed more unconfirmed victims than had it not been stopped. It would have certainly kept killing. Okay. So after leaving a wake of destruction and dead or injured people across the area the elephant's reign of terror was finally brought to an end by a hunter by a rather fitting name okay of j.a hunter so this hunter's last name is also hunter uh he learned of the elephant when he panicked villagers interrupting his first hunt for antelope of an elephant that was wreaking havoc okay so he's already in this village and they're like oh my god while you're here hunting the antelope and antelope you have to see this lion so hunter agreed to look for the lion and track it down in the forest uh he was unsuccessful uh at the first attempt and lost his trail the following day hunter followed the beast's path of destruction jeez along a trail of broken and crushed underbrush in the forest after hearing uh more attacks in the area he finally came across the elephant he in oh infuriated the bull immediately charged uh, upon catching hunter's scent. Uh, the hunter dropped the charge bull with a high caliber shot in the head and finished it off with another shot in the neck. So this is the most interesting part. I so sorry about all the people that died because of the elephant. Uh, a subsequent autopsy of the elephant's carcass turned up a bullet from a previous encounter lodged in a nerve center under the tusk. It's speculated that the pain from the injury may have caused the bull to have some, to become more aggressive than usual. It's also surmised that the perpetrator of the bullet wound could have instilled a festering hatred of humans in the elephant. Why did I read that sentence? Uh... Uh, yeah, so the elephant had a bullet lodged in his tusk, and it hit a bunch of nerves, and they think that triggered something in his brain to be so freaking rampagey. And that's funny because um, I also have some other theories. Like, I read that one, too, and I have a couple of other theories about why, and just general theories about elephant attacks. Is I have the a habitat? Lot of- um, well, that's one of the reasons. There's another <laughs> one, too. So, <laughs> um, but first, I have to, a- well, are you done, actually? Yeah, yeah, no, that okay. was, yeah. I have to ask you. Yes. Uh, everyone in this, in, in the podcast, in the, <laughs> once again, I have to explain what an elephant is. 
I have to ask if you guys know what an elephant is. I, I think we know. Yeah, I think we're good. Okay. I got elephants down. Well, just so you know, they're uh, highly intelligent and social. They live in groups, which are led by a matriarch, matriarch female. The males, however, are pushed out of the group when they reach sexual maturity and roam alone when not breeding. That's Get out of our, here, you old so-and-sos. Yeah, that's why our little uh, buddy was running around. He was alone because he was a sexually mature adult. Um, mm. Everybody knows how big elephants are. They grow to be pretty large, you know, 13 feet tall, and they can weigh as much as six tons, the bulls, of course, being bigger. They are highly intelligent. When you talk about the the bullets and the person that shot him possibly instilling a fear or hatred of humans, it's pretty accurate of what could actually happen. We're not even talking about like a trigger in their brain where, where they associate it. Elephants recognize humans as being human. They show caring behavior towards each other and they can grieve for their dead. They are very intelligent mammals. Um, they even feel empathy. Um, they have brilliant memory, which could probably, which probably can, it, since the theory that you spoke about, it can tie into that. Um, they can even recognize themselves in mirrors. My cats and dog can't even do that. My cat thinks another cat is antagonizing her when she spots a mirror. But elephants can look in a mirror and be like, that's me. Self-recognition -recogn indicates a very high level of awareness. Only dolphins, magpies, humans, and some other primates have been found to recognize themselves when looking in mirrors. Wait, magpies? Yeah, magpies and like corvids and different birds like that are highly intelligent too. That's where I was like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, so as it kind of, this is kind of just laying the find work of, the foundation work of this is a highly intelligent animal. That is why some of it going to different villages and things like that seems it isn't it's it's intimidating because it's this massive creature that's doing these things you don't really necessarily think of elephants being intelligent you, you associate them with be kind of be, well a lot of people do i'm not saying you specifically but a lot of people associate them with being gentle giants you know very slow moving that's kind of like the cultural representation of them but they they're very intelligent and they do have a concept of revenge apparently from what i read um so there is a type of hormonal change that elephant bulls go through i think it's called must must it's m-u-s-t-h it's a periodical change of the behavior in elephant bulls. It can last from weeks to some months. This change is hormonal. Um, in that period, the bull produces 40 to 60 times more testosterone than during regular times. Oh, um, Lord. So this creates very, very volatile behavior. It's... From what I read, it was described as being almost like a drunk-like state. Their, emotion, their emotions are heightened. Their judgment is clouded. Very overly aggressive. Hmm. So that was, of course, a, another theory. Sure. And, of course, as far as we go, there is the theory of their habitats shrinking. As the habitats shrink, elephants start to clash with humans more and more. Caitlin O'Connell Rodwell, a biologist at Stanford University in California, is quoted in saying, I do think elephants are becoming more aggressive towards humans in, a very, in very compressed areas where they are being shot at and harassed. It is a difficult dilemma in areas where, elephant, where the elephant ha habitat is shrinking and the human population is increasing such that poor farmers have no choice but to expand their farms to make ends meet. Mm. So That's even in so messed up. Yeah, even in modern times, there are a lot of clashes between elephants and humans. So we have a catch-22 here. An adult elephant can eat over 400 pounds a day. That means, by theory, a herd of elephants can consume an entire field in one night. Damn. And you can't keep an elephant out with a fence. 
It's an elephant. Not if you're a poor farmer. It's an elephant. It spits on your fence. They could just walk over it. They're intelligent enough, and their sheer size makes it very difficult to keep these things out of your back garden. That's true. Most, Man. Yeah, it's, it's a mess. And most elephant attacks do seem to be the result of humans spreading out. There are theories about the one that we spoke of, that you spoke of earlier. Those are some theories that I've heard. It's unrelated, but I do want to catch on the... Elephants have always been treated kind of badly by humans. I mean, they were used as pack animals, in circuses, and even as um, steeds in war. And it's not involved in the incident that we're talking about today. But famously, after most of um, accidents resulting in the death of three men, Topsy the elephant was electrocuted in front of an obvious in front of an audience as a form of execution for her crimes. Oh wow, Topsy! And it was videotaped. Uh-huh. It's one of the first videos we have. Uh-huh. What? Ugh, I hate that fact of knowledge just dropped on me. Yeah, I, it's not necessarily related to the incident we're talking about, but it's kind of talking how the col- the elephants are perceived as being a certain way in popular culture, and I feel like we don't appreciate them for their intelligence when they they can probably form pretty strong bonds with humans if humans don't mistreat them. Oh, that breaks my heart. Like, this elephant killed people, but, like, maybe we shouldn't be dicks to elephants, guys. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. Don't encroach on habitat. It's hard because humans are <laughs> humans are filled with hubris that will destroy them. And we're overpopulating. That's just That's a fact. That's true. <laughs> okay, Violet. Do you have uh the mysteriousuniverse.org pulled up? Because I can send it to you if you don't. I got it. Hell yeah. Okay. Also, I'm sorry. Elephants just made me sad because I know it's like not their fault. Yeah. They're they're good animals. We're dicks. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) it makes me sad. I just feel like out of a lot of the animals here, they're not even meat eaters. Yeah, like 10 out of 10, it just, I don't know. I'm always animals over people. (laughs) Yeah. It's not even like oh they ate this they ate the person they killed. It's like no they're 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 doing like a lot of a lot of the attacks are just over habitats. Yeah, for sure. I think that's one thing about the articles that bugged me was like they were unprovoked. Like were they? Were they? No, everyone was provoked. That's my thing. It's kind of like when well even still like uh it's like uh, everyone's rage against like pit bulls, you know. Mm. Like, it's not in their dna i mean well technically it is like at the end of the day they're animals like they're meant to survive and to sustain themselves so at the end of the day like what we do to them is wrong because they were 100 percent here first but and most people don't know how to read stress signs in dogs anyway oh i know that drives me bonkers like everyone always tries i mean we have a black lab german shepherd mix it's very big um very nervous very nervous anywhere we go um so like when people just like rush up to him he's obviously yeah. like Ugh. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah i have a german shepherd husky mix who's he's a big 70 pound boy i'm actually petting him right now i looked at him and he saw me looking at him and was in <laughs> they know <laughs> but he's a pretty nervous boy and i'm always like people like he doesn't like little little kids because they're handsy oh they like to pull yeah, so I'm always nervous with him because he does shirk back, and I'm like, just please, if you're gonna, if you're gonna, people need to teach their children to ask to pet a dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like I get it, especially like I mean, even just traveling with uh, Sasha, she's got a great Pyrenees, and everyone and their mother is like, whoa, like that's an actual real life dire wolf in my face. They're beautiful dogs. I've always yeah. wanted one, but they dig. Gorgeous. Uh, <laughs> they take everything big. up <laughs> um, but even I mean when like they bring them to conventions or literally anywhere like it's getting to the point now where I know their spiel like I know how old he is I know what type of dog like 
yes uh or like at the time it was like no he's not done growing like this is how much he weighs (laughs) i've always wanted a great pyrenees that was sasha i think giggling right that was me because i did that today at the dog park like it's just constant yeah I think people are just always amazed by dogs. I'm amazed that my cat has yeah. been yelling at me for an hour and a half straight. That's why I've had like a lot of stuff off because he's just been screaming. <laughs> my dog, my dog has a uh, one eye that's half white. Oh, and people are always like, "Can he see? Is he blind? Is he cross-eyed?" And I'm like, "That's just his eye color. He can see just fine." What's wrong with his eye? What's wrong with his eye? That dog can't see anything. And I'm like, "He can see. He just doesn't like you." You're what's wrong with his eye. Yeah, what's wrong with his eye? Nothing. It's yeah, cold. I have family members that are always like, your dog's deaf. He won't come when I call. And I'm like, he doesn't respond to whistles. Yeah. He doesn't like other people that much. He's very nervous. He Same. he responds to the finger snaps. And you're also making weird noises at him. What are you doing? Yeah. Ugh. People are worried about dogs. Are we going to talk about Tilikum. the largest dolphin eventually i don't like dolphins okay but keep going big big (laughs) anti-dolphin fan right here um huh interesting so his name is tilicum correct tilicum yeah Yeah, i think so they call him tilly in some things he's a big boy tilly he is a 6.9 meter approximately 22.5 feet which is wild let's just take a second to appreciate that um my boy gustav is bigger than this whale um funny enough let me just add tilikum i i read that he is the biggest orca currently in captivity that's wild and his captivity started at two years of age which breaks my soul um, he was captured off the coast of Iceland in 1983, um, and he is uh, famous for killing three people, <laughs> which is sad because he's so cute. Ugh, he's so cute. I'm sure it's the people's fault. Maybe not. I don't know. It's it's wild animals in captivity. That's what I'm saying. Like Sigmund, is it Sigmund Freud? The guy with the white tigers? And yeah. The- yeah, okay. Like you're begging for it at that point. If you keep wild animals in captivity, like they're going to have a risk of being aggressive. Um, but the first killing occurred in 1991 at Sea Land of the Pacific in British Columbia, uh, where Tilly was originally kept. Um, a 21 or 20 year old marine biology student, uh, Kelty Byrne, was working part time at the park as a trainer and jumped into the tank during a show um, where Tilly and two other orcas were kept. Without warning, the three orcas converged upon the hapless trainer, pushed her underwater, and dragged her around the tank in full view of the horrified spectators. Okay. Can the- you imagine? I'm so surprised there's no videos of that. When was that? What year did you say that was? 91. Okay, so there was video cameras and smartphones. Like, video cameras were a thing, but smartphones really weren't. So (laughs) if that had happened today, (laughs) if that had happened today, we would have seen, we would have, like, pictures everywhere. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, And then Byrne was apparently a competitive swimmer and was uh, unable to get to the surface um uh because the orcas were preventing her from doing so um they also actively kept her from grabbing life rings that were thrown to her by other trainers um this is so dark (laughs) at one point the terrified screaming burn uh finally managed to reach the side of the pool but was dragged back into the water as she tried to climb out the flailing trainer thrashed about in the water as the orcas they say tormented her, but I don't think this was like an intentional like aggression personally. Um, but she eventually drowned. Um, but the orcas did initially keep anyone from retrieving the body, uh, which wasn't removed until several hours later. Um, after the gruesome incident, Tilly was moved to SeaWorld because they're like, where else can this crazy orca go and they're like oh yeah the garbage uh sorry i have a lot of hot takes about sea world oh zeke and i had to- oh yeah i'm so <laughs> glad we could do it um i was gonna throw some shade to them i didn't know if you guys wanted to get too political but uh i was I gonna throw some shade to them go yeah. for it so i've had a lot of world. friends work at sea world and they were like there during the uh what's that what was that documentary was it blackfish 
Yeah, it's Blackfish. Yeah. I actually talk about it a little bit. Just kind of touch wow. on it for a second. Um, they were still working there when that documentary came out, and it was like social media silence. Um, uh, but on July 6, 1999, um, okay, this is like 100% this dude's fault. So sorry if you have a different take about this, but there's no way. Um, the dead body of 27-year-old Daniel Dukes was found uh, draped over Tilly's back. Uh, the man was naked, his swim trunks apparently torn from his body by the orca, and his body was covered in numerous contusions and lacerations. It was later discovered that the man was a visitor who had snuck into the park at night after closing time and entered the orca tank. So You fool! And the autopsy found no evidence of drugs or alcohol, so like you're just being an... This sounds like I'm sorry for his family. I'm sure it's devastating that you're related to such a an idiot like what in the world were you thinking did you think he was gonna do backflips for you like get the fuck out of here <sighs> okay i also think it's really dark i used to really like this movie called cats do dance and i'm pretty sure like one of the like hippos names was tilly i, I love, love that movie dance. that's such a good movie nice uh <laughs> animation yeah uh shout out to yeah that was one of my first halloween costumes i won as the white cat <laughs> um anyways on february 24th 2010 uh tilikum killed for a third time uh this one is kind of sad veteran trainer don uh branchow was massaging tilikum after a show when the whale suddenly and violently pulled her into the water in front of dozens of stunned onlookers witnesses say that the orca dragged her in by the arm Ignoring all attempts to entice him into letting the trainer go, uh, desperate employees resorted to coaxing Tilikum into a smaller medical pool where it was thought that he could be controlled uh, a little more easily. Uh, Tilikum finally released Branchow's body, but it was too late. The trainer suffered from extreme blood force trauma. Um, including a severed spine and numerous fractures. In addition, her scalp and left arm had been practically torn apart from her body. Um, yeah, the park was only fine for safety violations. Oh, that's some bullshit. Mm. Um, but Tilikum returned to performing in 2011. <laughs> She's back, baby. She's back. <laughs> She back in action. Um, and that's the story that I have on uh Portilly. I, I wanna say Portilly, but I just I No, you can say Portilly. I feel bad for Tilly. I say I don't like yeah. dolphins. They're just like my least favorite like marine creature probably, but it's like Oh god, they're I... just like drag children in the water to them. Like <laughs> Yeah, but it's yeah. just like I just can't imagine putting a wild animal like that in a small confined space. I'd be yeah. like us being trapped in our living room actually i there was actually an analogy put forth where putting an animal that size in a tank that size is like putting us in a bathtub for our entire lives uh city world sucks well I've talked about orcas and killer whales before. I'm I'm pretty fond of them, honestly. They're beautiful creatures. I love the slick black design with the white. It looks cool. It looks awesome. Like they look like a sports car of dolphins. As lame as that sounds, I that's me ad libbing. Please don't listen to me. Um, You're late. Um, though I do have a deep fear of anything underwater. I don't like the thought of anything underwater like touching me or anything like that. It just since chills up my spine and like we have stated and janella stated several times despite their nickname killer whale they're a dolphin um in terms of evolution orcas are devastating in their specialized design they are built to be hunters and are apex predators for a reason an orca can weigh up to 11 tons and hit top speeds of 30 miles per hour in the water damn that's a lot of power coming at you that's a what you what did you call that with the bears? Uh, a, forget it. It's not funny anymore. I lost it. Oh. A charge. <laughs> a charge. Oh, yeah. Though thankfully, we'll go into how they affect humans in a second. But they're highly social hunters. They uh they hunt in coordinated packs. That I've I've seen their uh tactics and the way they interact with each other compared to wolf packs. Um. 
I'm not sure how well the comparison stacks up. It actually seems like orcas have more of a so are even more social than wolves. Um, they have developed hunting strategies that are actually handled handed down through multiple generations and can vary between regions. Not only that, orcas, their songs are actually different, and like their language is actually different between regions and pods. So they have dialects and languages. No. Yep. That's so cool. So they are very social. I'm kind of trying to paint a picture here of these being very social, very animals that travel and hunt and are very family oriented. I just remembered my Jersey orca. What? Oh, what? Remember when you talked about this on Nature is Wild and we talked about how orcas have accents? Oh, yeah, the Jersey orca. Did you keep that in the episode? I did. It was a good joke. Jersey. I can't do a Jersey accent. I'm not going to try. Oh, come on. That's, that's New York. An, yeah, that's. I was point. like, I'm an orca from Jersey, and I don't think that's Jersey. <laughs> that's some kind of accent. <laughs> That's okay, keep going. They're, su- they're super social animals. I got I derailed us. Keep going. Well, yeah, they're super social. And also, there is a fact, and I say this in quotations, going around that orcas have never attacked a human in the wild. I actually found that to be untrue, though only by a small margin. There's co- currently only one case of a confirmed killer whale attack in the wild that actually had serious consequences. Huh. And it wasn't even fatal. It wasn't even fatal. It occurred in 1972 and involved a surfer named Hans Ketschumer. It was almost fatal. He needed 100 stitches after being attacked. Oof. And now there was a lot of different things that I read of people almost being attacked by them, like them trying to flip the ice that they're hanging out on and stuff like that. From what I could see, as soon as the orcas realized that they were humans and not like weird-looking penguins or seals, they they weren't interested anymore. Which is really cool and interesting, of course. Um, So now we go to the theories. This is kind of painting a picture of a highly social, highly intelligent animal. Now imagine if you stuck that animal in a tiny little tank. There are a lot of theories as to why only captive orcas attack humans. Orcas are very social, and tanks are very small, and hold very few of the animals at the time. And also the animals that are put into the tanks are often not related. I read a, th- a thing about Tilly specifically where he was bullied by other by other orcas that were not from the same pod as him. Oh, rude. When he was, yeah, because and he was only two years old, so he was still technically a baby by orca standards. You tell me there's classist in the orca world? Well, yes, uh, f- females are lead the pods generally. Hey, it's also rude. I've mixed emotions about this one. <laughs> yeah, so it, it was a couple of larger females from what I can find that were... Um, that were bullying him, though I could be corrected on that if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. So they suggest that these, there's been, theory has been suggested basically that these conditions can cause mental issues and boredom in orcas due to their high intelligence. This has been observed in less intelligent animals. I was at a zoo in Alaska and there's a Siberian tiger there in Alaska. It's on an, he's in an outside um, enclosure. And every time I would go to the zoo, he would pace. Mm. Just pace. And every picture I saw him, he was pacing. These are called, I think they're, I mean, I have to, I think they're called stereotypical behaviors. They're basically behaviors where the animal repeats them. And they're a sign of boredom, lack of stimulation. They're basically ticks that have developed over time to take up space. Oh, weird. Tilly had that issue. He would grind his uh, the sides of his face against the tank. Mm. Self-harm, a mutilation behavior, and a behavior that suggests that he was mentally deteriorating. This is what um, people that do not support SeaWorld say that 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 basically his high his high intelligence was deteriorated by the negative um conditions that SeaWorld had put him in therefore he lashed out because either he I doubt that they bared any actual ill will towards the trainer it was more like 
you are here and you are small and I am bored and frustrated. It That's was so sad. Yeah. So it's built out of this frustration. That's at least things that I've read. However, on SeaWorld's side, they actually released a statement saying that the reason that Tilly killed was it was horse playing, just a misunderstanding, a simple failure of the whale to appreciate the difference between human breath holding capacity and his own. You're cruel, SeaWorld. The thing is, it is a plausible theory, but also their conditions aren't aren't safe. They're mm -hmm. not safe. Like even 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 talking about this theory, even considering the theory that they put out, it's still not good conditions for these animals that swim hundreds of miles a day. There is a great documentary that we've already mentioned called Blackfish that talks about this in depth. I will warn you, the documentary is not exactly impartial. I'd suggest doing, um, listeners, I would suggest doing your own independent research to reach your own conclusion. They you the blackfish uses a lot of emotional pull at the heartstrings moments, which is fair. It's a very emotionally charged topic, but I do believe that reading more impartial and reading more about the facts, which the facts point in one way, but it's still good to read stuff that's less emotionally charged. Yeah. So that's kind of what what I think happened to Tilly. Unfortunately, she Tilly was bored. Yeah, he was bored. Do not insult him. <laughs> he is a he was a proud grown adult orca. He passed away in 2017. Aww. Which is sad because there was a petition to put him in an ocean tank or an ocean enclosure where he would be in an enclosure but out in the ocean. Why but wouldn't you just let him out? They can't do that. Why? He would die. Like oh, because he was raised in the tank. Oh my god! Not He's only too... that, he would die without a pod. And if he does find a pod, they're not going to speak the same language, so they'll reject him. This is That's... some sad shit. That's, That's so crazy. Yeah, and this is all independent research I've done. All this, like, because I'm pre I'm pretty into orcas. I think they're beautiful animals, and I feel like. <laughs> Like, I like them. They're cool. I'm pretty into orcas. They're really cool animals, and um, it's just really unfortunate that he never got to see the ocean again. Poor baby. Oh, God, rip my heart out, freaking Tilly. That being said, I do believe that a lot of the trainers that were in SeaWorld are, at least before Blackfish came out, were uninformed of the situation. There was, from what I could read, there was not much, um, to be an actual show trainer, there weren't that many uh, qualifications at that time. You basically needed to know how to swim. That's so scary. They said she was a 20, she, they said she, uh, what's her name? Kel Kelty Byrne? Was it Dawn, or the, was it the, the first, first one? one? The first one was 20, and the, the third one was 27. A 20-year-old marine biologist, though. So was she really a mean marine biologist, she or was, was she a student? She, was she a probably student. was. Oh, I see. Yeah, and she was swimming in the tank. Yeah, they don't require any actual... As far as I could see, back then at least, they didn't require things. Of course, it helped, like, being a marine biologist, being an Olympic swimmer. Those were things that were definitely chosen, but... You didn't, it was really young people. The victims were young, except for the guy that got drunk. I mean, how old was he? Doesn't matter. He he, he wasn't hired. He he died of his own stupidity. Yeah. I don't even think Tilly should be even put it. I don't think Tilly should have been put in that situation. Yeah. Okay. So he was the 27th year old, 27 year old. And it doesn't say how old the trainer was, but she was. You older. mean Dawn? How old yeah. was Dawn? It says she was, she was a veteran, so. Tilly. She was like a veteran trainer. She was 40. So she was, she, I mean, that's not old, but Older that was than 20 and 27. Yeah. Unfortunately, that was a while back. And I just feel like they were misinformed. I feel like the, the way that we view orcas has changed in the past f few years. It used to be more, they're pretty animals and they do these things for us and they, Shamu and all that. But there's been actual concern about the animals recently, which is the result of Blackfish. And I believe it has its ne its pros and cons of that of that show. We're not sponsored, of course. <laughs> but 
I feel like the the climate is changing for orcas. I feel like out of all the animals on this list, I have the most hope for them. I feel like the climate is also just changing, but yeah, that's a, for a different. I mean, that's podcast. a depressing thing. <laughs> the climate is changing, but not. <laughs> yeah. So, in conclusion, animals are attacking because we humans are, you know, not letting them live their little animal lives. I really wanted to sing like John Ralphio, but I will not do that to Sasha. Um, humans are the worst. Yeah, we suck. At least, at least with Tilly, it wasn't habitat destruction. <laughs> no, but she, she was taking habitat to destroy. Yeah, exactly. His don't tank. go into animals' <laughs> habitat and don't uh, take them from theirs. Rude. I mean, I will say the entire concept of this of this episode is great doing a crossover with you guys, but we shouldn't label animals serial killers either, though, because yeah. they're no. any better. Definitely not. It's not like they were like, hey, you know, I could probably, like, cut women's boobs off for funsies. They were just like, hey, get out of my space. Mm, sorry, except for that one snake that, like, kept coming back for the same people. Like, He's just petty. Leave him alone. We all all have a petty snake in our lives. <laughs> oh. It's like, don't tread on snake. Ooh, look what you made me do. <laughs> stop it get her out of here so on murder blows we do this fun thing to try and lighten up the mood of like dark depression the world is falling apart and we're all gonna die and everything's dead space and we talk about what we like this week doesn't have to be related to the case uh most commonly i like food sleep or not being depressed so if anyone wants to take this off um i'm sure i can come up with something i like you're like, I like something. something. There's something I like. <laughs> um, I, you know, it shouldn't be hard to find out things that you like in your life. I'll go I first. Mean, yeah, yeah. Someone else go first. I like that my fiance found a VHS copy of Scream for me at the thrift store today. I like that you have a VHS player. We do, but we don't have the right adapter for the sound because we tried to watch I Know What You Did last summer recently on VHS, but the sound was all wonky because we got like a new TV and the TV's too new for so so we're gonna get the adapter cable so we can actually truly watch things. Okay. My partner's in this thing where he's like, I wanna collect records. I'm like, Yeah, I get that, like all of us hipsters do, but I wanna collect VHSs. (laughs) Hear me out. Do it. It's so much fun to go thrifting for them too. Like Violet for my birthday gave me a copy of Aliens on VHS. (laughs) I didn't know I'd even had a VHS. I mean, I had to, but yeah. Um. Okay, I'll go next then. I am happy that I finished. I finished sewing a project that I have been working on for the past week. I finished it, and now my hands can rest. There you go. Always a good thing when the con crunch stops. Yeah. Mine stopped uh, literally eight minutes before this podcast. So I don't know. <laughs> Mine was like 30 pick. minutes before this podcast. Yeah. I hope everyone just heard my cat literally swinging a door open like a cowboy into a saloon. I did, I did hear that. <laughs> I also heard that cat yowling through the entire episode oh my gosh Boris is the best it's like a constant thing if it's not him it's scout like if i turn my camera off i had to like get up bring them in get up let them out they've been at it all night um despite that though i really really like um oh man i like something what did i start watching um oh my gosh i I was going to do a cosplay for a convention I'm going to this weekend. And I was like, oh, it'll be fun. I can thrift the whole thing. Uh, Spoiler alert, I couldn't. It was very, very difficult. I found one piece out of the four. uh, So I had to pick an impromptu costume. And I didn't think it was going to get here in time. But I tried it anyways. I ordered it yesterday. And it all got here today. So Sick. What are you wearing? 
Uh, I'm going to be Sabrina Spellman from yes. the Adventures of Sabrina oh, cool, Teenage cool. Witch. Yes. That's the new, the, sh- the show on the, Netflix, right? Yeah, the new one. I don't think the Teenage Witch part is in it. I just get them confused. It's the Chilling it's, Adventures of Sabrina, I think. The Chilling, yes. I'm going as that one. <laughs> She's got a good design in that, good aesthetic of that show. I haven't seen oh. it, but I appreciate it. I started season two um yesterday and i was actually really impressed uh there's a character who is kind of like battling she's like a side character i'm sorry uh but and um they came out sorry i shouldn't have anyways they came out as a trans this season and it was really beautiful and i like cried a bunch and he was like my name is leo now and i was like oh anyways (laughs) it's actually really great it gets a little teeny bopper with like the love triangle, but all the yeah. other stuff is great. <laughs> okay, I've been waiting for someone to talk about season two because I blazed through season one. I was like, well, let's just see how this goes. And hadn't started better. season two yet. One episode in and Sabrina's like fighting misogyny and... <laughs> yeah, let's get it. It's 2019. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's uh, made by the same people that made Riverdale, right? Yes, and I haven't seen Riverdale. I've heard it's mixed. Okay. I watched somebody else watch Riverdale and it, it's very <laughs> weird. There's like D and D that's real and uh cults. Uh, I was like, I don't remember this from the Archie comics. Yeah, no, it looks very different. The chilling adventures of Sabrina are based off of like a spinoff comic too, which I think is cool. And like the intro has a lot of uh, like pictures from the original comic books, which is cool. But anyways, I'm very excited about this convention. I just get to dress up like, scary stuff all weekend i'm excited about it too i have a separate convention this weekend but i'm also wearing spooky stuff yes very i am excited to see all of the photos (laughs) (laughs) what do you like this week Maisie? uh we've been watching barry 10 out of 10 recommend I just started Barry too. It's so everyone is on this really big Bill Hader kick, and I just I wish the best for him, but it's getting kind of creepy that like people are like, well, it's wild because he's it's mainly TikTok. That's what I'm getting at. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, he's been around since like 2006. Yeah. Like, where has everyone been? I've been on this Bill Hader train for a long time. Right. He was the cop in Superbad good it's all it's all good but barry is really good we finished i think season two and i was like what what's the next one he was like that's it and i was like sorry (laughs) what that's it uh no so we really like barry also i'm i started crocheting a little while ago and now i'm picking it back up and my goal i have two goals kind of i have a goal to make three little pumpkins before halloween and then to make a scarf before the first snowfall which who knows when that'll be. This is Oregon. <laughs> so I'll keep you posted you on my crochets. But that's you can do it. That's as crafty as I get. I'm excited. I'll post pictures. All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to this uh very different but very awesome episode of Murder Blows Meets Nature is Wild, affectionately called Murder is Wild. <laughs> um and uh we'll see you guys and link every podcast uh nature is wild is available on spotify as well uh so check them out absolutely 100 it was great doing this episode with you all i had so much fun yes thank you way more than i ever thought i would great job yes so much fun all right everybody Bye. bye bye Like, what's <laughs> out?